We demystify what goes on behind the therapy room door. Join us on this voyage of discovery and co-creative conversations. This is The Therapy Show, Behind Closed Doors podcast, with Bob Cook and Jackie Jones. Welcome back to episode 127, and this is part two. Did you say, did you say 127? I did say 127, yeah, shocking. Oh, gosh. Sorry to interrupt you, off off you go. (laughs) So this is part two on our podcast around top therapy books. So last time we did um, Staring Into the Sun, Antia Today, and you gave it a you know, a title that you said is the best book on... My most popular book, the one I enjoy the most. Yes. Go on, hit me with it. What is it? And it is TA-based again, I know, but I am a, have been a transactionalist for 37 years, so you're going to have to forgive me. But this is a book that really appeals to me, and I can tell you now, <laughs> it's Counselling for Toads. Love it. By Roger Debord, B-O-A-R-D. And it's written 35 years ago. Wow, is it? It's way back in time. Yeah. Roger Debord. And see, the fact that it's written around Wind in the Willows means that it's timeless, really, isn't it? Because it's not talking about life 35 years ago, so it's irrelevant now. It's. I think it could even be longer. Yeah. Way. I, re- I remember reading it in the 90s, so I-, I don't know when the first edition was. I like it. It appeals to my child ego state, yeah. TA terms again. Yeah. Or in, on normal terms, it appeals to my younger self. Yes. Yeah. And it's around a very popular uh, stories for children. Yes. Uh, yeah. And for those people who haven't read Wind in the Willows, Never mind. <laughs> you don't need to know what that's about. But you don't need to know what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but it's it, Todd's gives it away. It's about yeah, Todd the... going to counselling. <laughs> yes, it's about Todd going for counselling. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 I like it for many, many reasons. One, it's a very accessible, fun book, which explains... Um, the transaction analysis model, if you like, of parent, adult, child, and other things in a very fun way. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it's about four major characters. The heron. Uh, if you remember Wind of the Willows, but even if you don't, I'm going to talk about the four major characters. The heron, who was the counsellor in the story, who was the counsellor. Yeah. Toad. Uh, which is the client. Yeah. Uh, Ratty, which yeah. is a sort of uh, member of the pack, which hands out. And the fourth one slipped my mind at the present moment. But they hang around and basically they have lots of adventures. Yeah. So this book is, uh, I think, underneath the title, you know, about Counseling for Toads, is a psychological adventure. And that's basically Toad. I don't want to give away the whole book. So I'm not, I'm just going to talk about the theme. It starts off with, is it Mole, the other character? Mole, that's the fourth one. 
kind of all dishevelled and depressed. Yeah, mole. That's that's but, right. Yeah. That's yeah. Basically, Toad is depressed. I mean, there's lots of things in the book which I'm not going to go into, but yeah. basically, general theme: he gets depressed. Yeah. And uh, Heron, who's a counsellor, um, in this whole story, uh, Toad decides to go and see Heron, who's the counsellor, for depression. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it comes, I think, from the intervention by Ratty and Mole that uh, the Toad should have some counselling. So it goes along and has counselling for depression. Um, and that's basically, but that's sort of really going and being a spoiler for the whole book. Yeah. Um, that's what it's based on. And Heron is a TA counsellor, of course. So it's very educative, this book. Because Heron, of course, besides other things in the counselling, explains parent-adult-child model in a way of helping them, um, helping Toad understand when he's in child, adult and parent and how the past affects the present. Yeah, which again... In, in the way that it's done, it's it's lovely because you, it's a story as well as it's a story. Yeah, giving you the information so you can enjoy it as a story. Absolutely, I I I I love stories. You could call me a narrative therapist if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And this is a story. Getting on, you can get it on Audible if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I know you have. I've, I've recently downloaded it. Yeah. Yeah, when I listened to it again, which is about two years ago, I also listened to it on Audible. Yeah. And it, it's a story first and foremost. Yeah. And it appeals to, it appealed to my younger self on T.A. Woods' Child Eager State, if you wanted to do it that way. And uh, it was wonderful to see the intervention by the two friends. So, you know, Toad went to Heron for casting and... It's got a good ending, which I always like good endings. I like a good ending as well. I, I listened, I was saying to you when we were off air that I, I listened, I downloaded it and I started listening to it and it, I just listened to the first couple of chapters and I found it really interesting that at the first meeting of, of Heron, the, the therapist, and, and Todd, Todd said his friends had said he needed to come and Heron said something about, so who... Who am I giving therapy to? Is it your friends or is it you? Yes. And I've come across that in a therapy session where somebody said, I've been told to come. Mm. So mm. I, th I thought that was really interesting. And I can remember when I read the book first time around, I probably didn't really pay attention to that. Mm. Well, you start because Heron, what I also like about this book is Heron sets good boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. Very healthy boundaries. Yes. And and also healthy contracts, and the ending is good as well. But first and foremost, it's a child. It's first and foremost, it's a story that I think would appeal to the younger self, and it's very accessible to to uh, read. Yeah, but hidden amongst it and weaved in amongst it are lots of good, you know, TA 
things and you know how to be a therapist and a counselor in it yeah very very cleverly written. yeah yeah absolutely very very cleverly written because it's also written in the form of wind in the willows story so you're right the good work you said it it's interweaven in the story the ta concepts and everything else yeah because he describes the way that Todd is dressed with his, you know, his little jumper and his goggles and all <laughs> this sort of, and you can you can see the the wind in the willows characters, yeah. but yet there's the the psychotherapy and the counselling stuff in amongst it all, which is you know, and yeah, I just think it's good that he's used animal characters rather than real people, and he explores the feelings and how you know the the depression. Is visual in Toad, you know, he's dishevelled and he's not had a wash and all this sort of stuff. And it, I just, I thought it was, it was, it's really good. Yeah, he's down, down in the dumps. He's having Absolutely. a challenging time. He is, and that's why his friends make an intervention. Yeah, and send him to counselling. Yeah, <laughs> which we do. Uh, a friend like Todd to make these interventions. On the behalf of your friendships, that's that's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the people noticed he went missing, and and they sought him out, and then they found an advertisement for counselling. Yeah, it is. It's a really good book, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So it is, and I'm sure I don't know the date of the first edition. Counselling for Toes by Roger DeBoard. Yeah, another one on the list. Oh yes, make it, make it. Just buy it. <laughs> or download it, if like me. Oh, Audible, yeah. I, I do like to just have it on when I go for a walk or whatever. I'll, I've got quite a few that I listen to over and over on there just while I'm out walking. Audible is my go-to, absolutely, yeah. Okay, third book is the one that you mentioned. Well, I don't, didn't, don't know if I go, had it on the list I sent to you, but I don't think I did, but I do like the book. So... Over to you to introduce it. Transactional Analysis, Counselling in Action. The one that I've got is actually the fourth edition by Ian Stewart. Oh. Um, yeah, I I like it because it there's so much information in it. And again, there's like, you know, things for you to do. There's keynotes and ideas and, and things like that, you know, all the way through it space for reflection, mapping the structure of problems. And it's it's TA, it's life scripts, there's diagrams, as always. Um, yeah, really good. And if I remember rightly about this book, it has lots of exercises and questionnaires and techniques. And it's very um, – it's good for people starting placements, I think. Um, if I remember I that's when I got it in the early days, and I did follow a lot of – what was in it you know effective contract making there's lots of questions is the contract goal feasible is it safe do you know what I mean the the practical things about you know being a it's probably the most practical book he wrote in yeah. student thinking about definitely yeah um, students buy for those practical frameworks you just talked about that and specifically contract contract making yeah i think in the early days when you've not got the experience the, the more 
information that you can have and step-by-step processes like this seem to be to me yeah I thought it was really good yeah and it's also not expensive particularly I didn't think when I bought it ages ago it came out about 15 years ago I know it got lots of different editions Ian Stewart's did lots of different editions by it but it did come out originally 15 odd years ago what's it what's the type developing ta and counseling is it called or developing analysis counseling in action transactional analysis counseling in action by ian stewart yeah i think it was first published in 1989 whoa no that's what he says about the same time as ta today First edition published 1989, reprinted 91, 92 twice, and then 2004, 2006. So if I'm looking at my T8 today book here, which we were talking about in another podcast, that must go back before 1989 then. I would imagine to about 1980. Oh, here we are. No, no, no. I was right in the first place. It was first published in 1987, T8 Today. So you wrote this book just two years after. And I th- I bet you anything, anything like, because I know Ian, that he wrote this book that we're talking about here, simply practical exercises to go alongside TA for today. It would make sense, absolutely. Yeah. Because it is full of practical exercises. Well, it is, because- you know, there's, there's part one and part two and, Part one is the TA framework where it's talking about, you know, the past and the present and, you know, the, the route to change life scripts and everything. And then part two is the process of counselling with TA. So it takes you through the steps of counselling mm. using transactional analysis. Well, it's called transactional analysis counselling in action. So in action is the clue yeah. to practicalness of this book. Yeah. And I, I I just liked it because I think, again, it's something that you can dip in and dip out of. If something comes up in, in a therapy session for you, you can, you know, do a bit of research on this. I loved it. Yeah. So the TA Today we spoke in the last podcast, I think, about, then this was could, could be a good companion yes. for people who are interested to take TA further practically. Yeah, yeah. And I think... You know, in the selections that you've come up with, Bob, I think there's a good mixture of, you know, the, the story side of things and, you know, like with the staring at the sun and the, you know, um, counselling for towards, but then the TA today and the transactional analysis counselling in action are more practical things that you can use mm. as a psychotherapist. Mm. Mm. But you, you, I've I've done some things on, you know, your YouTube where you've, looked at books you're a wealth of information on so many books in this area and you I can't remember half of the books that I read last week never mind like you with your 40 years of experience I mean with these books I was trained well not extensively but I was trained by Ian Ian Stewart the reader of it uh, so I know, knew him, and I was trained by him slightly. So for me, there's a psychological continuity. Yes. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. But if you don't know T.A., or certainly if you don't know him, as I said, these two books, if you don't have to buy them together, 
one, but one is very theory based, which I think is very important to, to know the principles of TA. And the other one, of course, is the practical side of transactionalized, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, they're great books. Yeah. And again, again, though, you know, this book is a textbook. Yes. Yes. It's a practical textbook. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even for me now, I like every so often to go back to the basics with things. Mm. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I don't know whether you can see behind me, but I still do the, the basics of TA, you know, to me with the pack system, with, with clients that I've seen for a long time will go back and revisit it at different stages. So for me, I like, I like to go back and revisit things. Well, in the Toad book, I was we were talking about or we both talking about it's very educative yeah he teaches toad about the internalized parent and toad at the end realizes it's actually not him it's his parents speaking how amazing is that in, in the, the format of a story about wind in the willows and a toad mm. it's yeah. one of the most popular books uh, sold on TA. But I do like the book you just talked about there. But I like it because of its practicality. Yeah. And I remember years and years and years and years ago looking at it in terms of making contracts with clients. And many, 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 many of the students buy it for its practicability yeah. and uh, structure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have a basis and a foundation. I think it's it's also okay for us to put our own twist on things. But if we've got the basic foundation of contracts on what needs to be in it and how they work, and then we can put our own bits in it, I think that's that's good. Interesting books, Jackie. Absolutely, absolutely. I was just looking around at all my books, and I was looking for the counselling Toad's book. Before I came on, I can't find it. Do you know, but I've got the same thing. I've got it somewhere, but I I tend to lend my books out sometimes, and they just never come back again. I've got over two thousand books. Oh, that's ridiculous! On psychotherapy. What else? So I forgave myself. I forgave myself when I started to tell myself off that I couldn't find it. These um, are a couple more that I like. Oh, that's a good book. That's a good book. Scripts People Live by Claude Steiner. We should say, because not everybody can see, but yeah, Scripts People Live. I've got, these are the ones I was talking about earlier on. People Live by Eric Byrne. That I find a bit difficult to read. I'm okay, you're okay. Oh my gosh, you've got the real Bibles of TA there. I've I've got some classics, Bob, but I certainly haven't got 2,000 books, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, I I, I, I trained in two extensively extensively in three disciplines transaction analysis psychoanalysis and integrative psychotherapy as well as doing counseling before that lot uh, but i've got really interested in existential psychotherapy so is that lately bob is that i know you were touching on this you know at the beginning when the last episode when we were talking about staring at the sun is that later in life for you that you've got more involved in the existential stuff uh yes i think with the reading of Irvin yalom particularly yeah made me think about 
most issues really, when it comes down to it, are, are about lack of control, yeah. existent issues, about a person's journey on the past, and of course, loss. Yeah. Which, like I said, it's inevitable that we're all going to go through all those things, whether it's an existential crisis or whether it's just part of life. There's another very good book, which is, you could say, in the same thematic area of Staring to the Sun, but of course was 30 years ago, was Eric Erickson's book, um, The Eight Stages of Men, which talks about the developmental stages that we all go through. Freud, even go back 150 years ago, talks about, of course, all the different stages that of journey of a life that the human condition goes through from birth, you know, all the way through, you know, right until death, of course. And we all have different developmental stages and different developmental tasks and different developmental themes that come up according to the phases of life that we're in. Now, I'm 72, nearly 73, so it would make sense to me anyway that some of the ex, you know existential issues that would be raised in life would be in the later stages of development we're talking about. So yeah. they aren't new ideas, but I think that specifically, I think really since my health problems, uh, that I've been perhaps, I don't know, I've always been interested in this, drawn more to thinking about the some of the existential issues that perhaps um, have come up. Yeah. Maybe I need to grow up and start looking at existential things. <laughs> well, you're a youngster, aren't you? You're a pure youngster. Compared. No, I'm getting, I'm knocking on a bit now, Bob. But I do think when we're talking about existential things, I do think you need to be, this is my scripty stuff, you need to be of a certain intellectual level to be able to look at those sorts no, of things. No, it is your stuff, that. Well, that's it. From what you're saying about that staring in the sun, I'm definitely going to read that because it's accessible and there's lots of metaphors in it. So I might come out the other side. Well, here, here's something for you very easily. I, uh, I don't think one of the issues I went to therapy when I was 35, uh, but I know if you're a TA therapist and you give to clients script questionnaires, there's questions on it. Um, but just simply from my perspective, I share something, um, and people listening are all going to have their own views. But I was... I always uh, maintain and say to people that I'd like to be buried, not ha- not um, be cremated, for example. And I even uh, know what I, I'll say on my tombstone, for example. Wow, you uh, thought about it then, Bob. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that's a cognitive process. Yes. Underneath it all, though, there are feelings around why I would want to be buried. Yeah, yeah. And the feelings of what will go on the tombstone that probably always had echoes of that throughout my whole life. Yeah. Now, they may get triggered by crises and things that happen in life, and so in therapy we're able to get to the feelings that perhaps have been repressed around many different things, um, like my early losses in life, for example, that start to come out later in life, those are existential issues. Therapists might not term them as existential issues, 
and they are. Yeah. Maybe we need to do an episode around this, Bob. I'm sure we've spoken about it before, but maybe we need to do yeah. one with trigger warnings, maybe for people that we're going to talk about all the deeper, meaningful things. Well, the book you've just talked about, you know, developing TA counseling in action, is a very practical book at the other end of what we're talking about. But they are practical exercises to enable clients to go to deeper levels. Yeah, yeah. With a bit of a, a framework on how to do it, which I think, you know, it, it, when you, you're first qualifying, I think it's good to have that framework and that safety net, really. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, Bob, until next time, what are we doing? Do you We've got to do two more topics, two more two, books. I know two more books. At okay. least two more books. Um, I don't know. I gave you at least 10 topics of books. Yeah. Sorry, 10 books. Yeah. I can't remember they are off our hands. Perhaps we'll pick one that is non-TA, but uh, at least another podcast on important books. Okay. Uh, yeah. Until next time, Bob, when we'll do part three. Part three. Well, we'll have to do part four after part three. Part won't three we? and part four of important <laughs> books. <laughs> okay, don't, Bob. I have oh, one thing, by the way. Yeah. What I didn't put on that list, by the way, was my book. Oh. I wrote a book called oh, Your Life right to think Choose. We do your book. Now, there we are. Published. No, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do two others. But anyway, see you next week. Where can we get your book from? You can't now because I, it was privately printed. Uh, Have and you got any copies? I want to I had a couple of thousand copies in 1986, and they just went. But what is happening is that I have decided to actually write my book that I've got, which is called, and the title is called Psychotherapy Cookbook. Love it. And the I'll name's Cook. your name, name as well as the ingredients yeah. in the bowl yeah. and everything. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, I'm going to write this psychotherapy cookbook, and I've realised the reason I haven't written it, besides a lot of other things, is my own, you know, uh, defence systems, this, that, the other. But anyway, I'm now going to go out to a venue I've got. I'm going to write the book. Bob, I want to, I want to sign copy <laughs> of the book when it comes out. Absolutely. And after that, I'm going to write a book called Transaction Analysis, Past, Present and Future. But I'm going to start off with, uh, with this book. Well, there you go. You, you can't not do it now, Bob. You've said it. It's I've there. said it on air. It's out there in podcast land. Out there in podcast. <laughs> out there in podcast land. Definitely right. We even need a time scale. When's it going to be out by, Bob? This year? Next year? Well, I've got the venue. It's Steph's Steph's uh, clinical rooms, which she doesn't use that much anymore because uh, lots of different reasons. Um, I said to her, look. I I I I think I need to get out of the house to write this book. So I'm going to start next week on Mondays. I've got cleared Mondays now, and I'm going to start the first K first chapter, the introduction. Probably uh, just before I do the podcast series with you. So I'm going to start on Monday anyway. Oh, brilliant! Can't wait for that one. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Until until next time, Bob, when we'll be doing yeah. part three and part four. What of these books? Okie dokie. Bye bye. Speak soon. Bye. <laughs>
You've been listening to The Therapy Show, Behind Closed Doors podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We'll be back next week with another episode.